are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Guys, Safety Evolution broke $54,000 a month just recently, up from $18,000 a month a year ago. A lot of that growth came from acquiring $450,000 of ARR when they bought their smaller competitor called Safety Tech, which uh, which they gave uh, 40% equity in the combined company in order to get that deal done. It was a non-cash deal, which is great. He's proven they have an enterprise motion. They've got their biggest customer already paying $55,000 per year, which is currently about 8% of their total ARR. He's obviously going to look to continue with that motion as they look to break a million-dollar run rate. Hey, folks. My guest today is David Brennan. He's an experienced CEO, SaaS co-founder, and safety professional. He's driven by a passion for technology, and he's focused on creating user-centric software that is disrupting the safety industry. He's passionate about building and creating high-performing teams at safetyevolution.com. All right. You ready to take us to the top, David? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So so what does this mean? Sa- safety for who? And how is a software? So um, it's... Our uh, ideal customer profile is oil and gas service and construction contractors. So we focus in on that 500 to 1,000 employee range. And so that gives you a little bit of an idea of where we're going. But we really um, look at safety as a, as a function of your business. And so we have spent a lot of time digging in to better understand how we can change safety from compliance to an actual tool that that helps your bottom line and protects your workforce and is proactive in what it does. So oil and mainly oil and gas companies? Uh, oil and gas service companies and construction companies. Interesting. What kind of service companies? So so what we do is the, the uh, differentiation for us and the way we narrow it down is there's a lot of companies that are the prime contractors on a job site. And so what we actually do is we provide software for the companies that service them and build their projects. So construction companies would be like the electrical company, the plumbers, the the uh, form, you know, companies, carpenters, that type of stuff. Oil and gas would be like wireline, uh, frack companies, you know, anybody that's servicing the main players in the industry. Interesting. Okay, so I run a service company that uh, dispatches plumbers to fix toilets in a certain zip code in Austin, Texas. And one of those plumbers took the thing off the top of the toilet, dropped it on his big toe and like broke his toe and is now wanting to like sue me. If I had safety evolution, you prevent that or tell me how you fit in. So uh, that's a great example. So think of it this way. When we build, uh, so whenever we have employees, we need to make sure there's there's three major things that stop events from happening. The first one is that they're um, trained, that they have experience, and that you verify that they have experience. So your safety program does all that. Plus, then it gives the tools uh, to the worker. And I think this is the big change is like so many times workers would fill out a document because they were doing a compliance document just to protect the company. And what we're doing is we're moving companies away from that to where the worker is filling out that document for them. And so that process is really designed for them. And, and so 
there's so many constraints with things like uh, with with paper and those type of communications that you can't actually see what's happening in the field. So I'll give you a little bit of a story on like how this kind of comes into play on a, on a major project, if that's cool with you, Nathan. Yeah, yeah. Give us context first, though, on uh, to tell us what the average customer is paying per month and then tell us that story. Okay, perfect. So right now, our, our average um, monthly is about four $400. So annual contract Whoa. values. Is, we have to talk uh, about that because that's up signif- That's up over 2x from 2020 when we last spoke. So let's make sure to talk <laughs> about that. That's climbing fast, Nathan, just so yeah. you know. So we pulled some, if you want the business side of it, there's some really, really cool things that we've learned in the last two years. Well, of course um, I want the it's a business show. Of course I want it. Okay, man. Well, let's give you the, let's give you the dirt. So, yeah, so, so just, just for everyone has context, who's listening, when, when we spoke in 2020, you were doing, you had about 43 customers at $170 per month. You were doing about a hundred thousand bucks a year in revenue, right? Yeah. How did you take those customers? Are they the same customers paying more or did you fire those customers and just bring on more mid-market enterprise accounts? So those customers are still there. And so they're still significantly uh, keeping the average down, I'll say. Uh, But since we we last talked, uh, currently we've got 155 uh, companies. Um, We're at about 650 in annual reoccurring revenue. Um, we purchased one of our competitors, Safety Tech, um, rolled them in in June and um, did a, about a 180 degree pivot in our product and went from a very rigid uh, system to now that was very designed for those smaller companies. That's why the contract value was so low to now we're, you know, uh, putting out proposals and and uh, and signing contracts that are anywhere from, you know, 20 to 60,000 a year. David, what's your biggest customer? What's your biggest customer pay today? Not contract you have out, actually closed customer they've paid you already. Closed customer is is 55,000. Wow. Okay. Got it. So you have your biggest customer makes up almost 10% of your total revenue. So this is a pattern that you've built technology that does have an enterprise motion. You just need now need to get more of the $55,000 a year customers. How are you doing that? So we have, it's been really interesting to see because there was like a lull, a COVID lull where companies were really, I think they were just kind of worried about uh, taking on new technology. And so what we've seen here in the last probably six months is a significant shift in those companies that are, we'll say contract value anywhere between 20 and 40,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Um, they they pretty much make up about 80% of our pipeline now. And so it's been really, really amazing to see. Uh, I mean, we've we've had to go from a demo close process to now it's full uh, discovery, demo, proposal, and we're selling into a very, well, we're selling an enterprise process or, or flow really. And so we're seeing that in the contract value. So that's, that's where we're seeing the shift and, and we're, we're really um, seeing a big pickup there in that, in that uh, vertical. And if you're doing about $54,000 a month today, which is a $650,000 a year run rate, what you just shared with us, do you remember what your run rate was exactly one year ago today? Oh. I think it was about uh, 150, 180. 
Yeah, that's you told me via email two hundred, so right right on the money, right? So you you're doing you're doing about eighteen thousand bucks a month in revenue exactly one year ago, now up to fifty four thousand. So this is significant growth. Tell me about this acquisition. I mean, most of my listeners right now who are under a million in AR, they're going, wait, you can acquire a competitor with under a million bucks in revenue. You did it. How'd you do it? Well, it's an awesome story. Actually, this is the power of your network. Okay, I walked into um, Dan Martell's SaaS Academy. And I sat down at my table in October of last year and I did my perfect intro and um, the lady across the table stood up and said, hey, you need to call Ryan Queering with Safety Tech. They're selling, he's selling the company and I think it would be a great fit for you. I followed up with her a week later and said, hey, can you get me the introduction and had a couple meetings with Ryan and it just was a perfect fit for us. Um, they had. They had experience where we needed it. Their product was developed where we we wanted to go in certain spots, and it was just it was just a match made in heaven. And and the funny thing is, everyone's like, "Well, how how did you swing it from a cash standpoint?" Because we were bootstrapped, Nathan, the whole time. We just uh, did a share deal with them, and so there was no cash involved. So you can do anything if you want it. So so what person on the company did you give the safety tech team? Forty uh, percent. Okay. And and how did you guys value each entity? Obviously, you have to value each entity to decide how much equity they'll own when you merge. So what <laughs> this is kind of like, I guess, the backwards way of doing it, Nathan, is saying, hey, um, we don't really care about what you think your value is because you're a startup and really there's, you know, you can play value metrics all you want. And unless you have EBITDA, you don't really have anything that you can truly value off of. So we just said we'll give you forty percent of safety evolution, and and this That's is what amazing. the deal is. What was their what was their MRR when you acquired them? Uh, they were at um, four hundred and fifty thousand. Wow, interesting. And no, so, at, sorry, their ARR was four fifty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, so that's big, right? So if you're at a six hundred thousand run rate today, and the acquisition you did was four fifty, right? You basically drove so much. I mean, you drove the majority of your growth over the past twelve months was what we call inorganic growth through this getting yeah. this deal done. Hundred percent. Yeah. Now they had more revenue than you did. How did you get away with giving them just forty percent? Didn't they ask for like sixty, seventy, and they'd say, "David, we have more revenue than you. We have we deserve more of the company." They could have said that, but I think that. Again, this comes down to the opportunity for them was to come into a really strong team. Um, and they saw the potential and well, they they knew what product we have. And so there was a lot of there was a lot of incentive for them to join because of that. And so just it made sense. There was there's there was a strong co-founder um aspect of it that that Ryan was going to be able to have that support. Um, we had the product that our product was quite a bit more comprehensive than theirs. And so, so there was that side and, and they just saw, I mean, everyone all the way through their shareholders saw that there was so much more upside to joining the company that the valuation of, of, you know, 400,000 or so more money wasn't that much. Are you still bootstrapped today? Uh, yes, I think we're like safety evolutions raised like 90 K in dilutive yeah. 90 K total. Uh, when was that? Like back in 2016? Yeah, uh, no, no, we did. Wade and I, Wade and I like funded it ourselves. And then in 2019, we raised uh, a little bit of cash, but, 
but it's been pretty much bootstrapped the whole way. Is that on a convertible note? Uh, that was just uh, just shares, just just straight shares. Any yeah. any interest in buying out those investors? Um, I, I think. Well, I'll tell you this: we the really cool thing is is we study pricing, and so we used to go to a monthly pricing model, and what we and that of course really was pushing us down the idea that we needed to raise capital, Nathan. And so what we realized about um, nine months ago, looking at some of our competitors' pricing, is what they were doing is signing companies up on an, a reduced annualized annual contract. And when I saw those numbers, I realized that we could get an, them to sign up on a contract, maybe seventy five hundred is on the low end, and then going up to like no, David. My question is just: Do you regret? My question is: Do you regret raising the ninety k? No, not at all. So, so no, if you just, had the ability to buy out those investors and get the equity back today, you wouldn't do it. I think I'd rather use the money for for growth at this point. Yeah, interesting. The reason I, this is the number one use case we see at FounderPath right now is yeah. is our folks that raised a little bit going, man, I want to give those investors one point five x their money, but buy back twenty percent of my equity, and and we fund it with with obviously with debt. We're big fans of Dan Martell, so. Um, well, and I've looked at that, Nathan, but I think it's one of those things for us. It's probably a solid 18 months, 24 months away before it's a consideration. Why? Because I also, you got to think I've got 40% on uh, the cap table. Uh, we got multiple VCs on our cap table now because when we bought Safety Tech, we got VCs. Well, why does that impact your ability to use debt? No, I just mean like those, I would want to buy them all out at some point. Oh, oh I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, now is a great time to do it though, because everything is compressed right next year. If everything's not compressed again, no one's going to want to sell. Right. So the, yeah. the, the scrappiest bootstrap founders today who are sitting on cash reserves or like for you, we give you 300,000 bucks of debt against their 650,000 in ARR. You could use that 300 K and ideally buy back some of those shares, but it's complex. It's a distraction. It's not product building and it doesn't have to do with your customers. So I get it. Um, all that being said, you are profitable today, right? Uh, right now we're actually a little, uh, Burning uh, a little, about twenty grand a month under. But so, we where get are you getting that money from? If you're, stuff like where that. are you getting that? Ah, uh, grants. You're getting grants. Okay, interesting. And what's team size today? How many people? Uh, Eleven. Eleven. Very cool. All right, David. We're out of time here. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one favorite book. Favorite book right now: Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Number two: Is there a CEO you're following or studying? Oh, tons of them. Um, I watch Dan a lot. Martell. Yeah, he's he's good. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building safety evolution? ClickUp. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Six and a half. It depends on the exactly. night. Number. <laughs> and uh, what's your situation? Married, single kids? I have a beautiful girlfriend who um, we're going to have to get her married up here pretty soon. That's awesome. All right. So no kids and how old are you? 44. 44. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. I wish I knew that everyone doesn't think the way I think. And so I could give them a little bit more room to be who they are as human beings. 
Guys, safety evolution broke $54,000 a month just recently up from $18,000 a month a year ago. A lot of that growth came from acquiring $450,000 of ARR when they bought their smaller competitor called Safety Tech, which uh, which they gave uh, 40% equity in the combined company in order to get that deal done. It was a non-cash deal, which is great. He's proven they have an enterprise motion. They've got their biggest customer already paying $55,000 per year, which is currently about 8% of their total ARR. He's obviously going to look to continue with that motion as they look to break a million-dollar run rate. Hopefully, David, in the next year, man, we're rooting for you and thanks for taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan.